Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, hey, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. We are continually bringing you the best guests and advice and information to help you get a better ROI, better results from every single event. I'm Jim Cermak, your host, and you are going to be glad that you're here today. We are talking about those times when things just go wrong. And sometimes those are scary when they happen, but usually looking back, they're pretty darn humorous. I have on someone who's just going to be bringing you some amazing and fun stories, Terry Matthews Lombardo, who is the author of Meetings Mayhem, and she's going to be sharing so many unique stories of things that happen wrong at events, and you're going to learn something because you're going to hear about what creative solutions happened to make those situations right. So excited to have you listen to our interview in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor today, which is Design Pod Studio. Design Pod has been a longtime sponsor, and for good reason. They do amazing work. So if you're looking for someone to help you with branding, help you with design, help you with that marketing that you just maybe are not getting around to or you're not happy with the results that you're getting, reach out to Jess Adnich. She's the owner. She's amazing. Send an email to hello at designpod.studio or go over to their website at designpod.studio. That's designpod.studio. Check them out. You mentioned you heard about Trade Show University. You get a free consultation. No strings attached, and she will help you out. They are amazing, amazing. So reach out to Design Pod Studio. Now let's talk to Terry Matthews Lombardo about Meetings Mayhem. Welcome back, everybody, and this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Something a little bit different today, but uh, you're going to have fun and you're going to learn something. Who we have on today yeah. is Terry Matthews Lombardo, and she is an industry veteran, professional meeting planner with an alter ego of an industry travel writer. Very cool. Uh, as a working planner, her clients include association, corporate, and incentive programs of all shapes and sizes. And as a writer, she maintains an entertaining industry-focused blog where she muses about lifestyles, travel, and detours. And the exciting part, she has a recently published book called Meetings Mayhem, which we are going to dive into today. Terry, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all the event professionals out there. Hey, Jim, and hello, everybody in the industry that's listening. I'm I'm smiling as I say this because Jim just has so much energy and sunshine in this podcast. I love listening to it. And thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. Thank you for your kind words. So, Terry, uh, give everyone a little bit of a background before we start talking about the book, uh, a little bit of background about who you are and your experience in the industry. 
Well, thanks for that opportunity, Jim. And that little intro bio you did for me. I sound amazing, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all those, all those things. I, I'm, I'm amazed myself. No, I, I, I love what I do, Jim. I started out many, many years ago in this industry, and my degree is actually in hotel and uh, hotel management and hospitality. And I say that very proudly, but I, I point it out to people because that was such a long time ago before it became popular for every university on the planet to have that type of program. But I knew I wanted to be in the industry. And the minute I graduated, every single job I've ever had has been in this industry. And I've been on both of the planner side, mostly the planner side, but I've also been on the supplier side, working for just a little company called Walt Disney World here in Orlando, Florida. Few people might have heard of that. And I uh, I was also part of the opening team, the opening management team for Universal Studios Florida here, also in Orlando. So those are my supplier side backgrounds, but I also have airline experience. And the rest of the time I've been in meeting management and just love it dearly. It's never a dull moment. And I, I, keep, I keep challenging myself with every new client, I think, just when I think I've done it all or heard it all or seen it all. The next client says, hey, Let's try this. And I'm like, wow. All righty. <laughs> That's amazing. I love the background. You've obviously you're right there in Orlando, which has uh, offered you some great, great opportunities for experiences. Wow. And what, what you said, uh, this is one thing I really, really love about this whole industry is that it's always evolving. There's always something new. Now, the, you know, obviously the, the virtual, the hybrid, but just all the technology that's available. And a lot of times what we're doing now is creating experiences for our attendees, for our sponsors, for all the exhibitors. It's just, uh, it's amazing. It's so fun to be there live, but also some of these uh, virtual events have been very, very fun as well. So, yeah, that's so, true. So thank I you never for... thought, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. But I got to tell you, you know, before the pandemic, I never thought I would enter, enter, the world of virtual, you know, being that I do have this ancient history in the industry, I thought, oh, you know, that's for the newbies and I don't have to learn all that stuff. But boy, did I uh, have a shocker last year and open up a whole new avenue of experience. And one thing I learned very quickly is how to hire the right people to do the job. (laughs) Oh, yes. I decided not to conquer it myself, but to conquer my fear of even entering the world. But to really focus on the right person or company or the right decisions for my clients who want to do virtual or want to do hybrid. And honestly, as I think back on on, uh, working in the industry this long, I kind of felt the same way about exhibits and trade show management when I started because I ha- that's not really something that they teach a lot of in hospitality programs, or at least the one I, I went through and graduated from, which was up in Michigan, by the way, a magical land where I grew up and, and lived in my <laughs> earlier years. But yeah, trade show management was something that I kind of used to shy away from because of the lack of experience. But I again, I learned as being an independent planner, you have to know a little bit about everything. 
And one of the things I quickly learned was trade show management per se has a lot of experts in it. And so I know who to go to hire for those types of things. Or if it's just an exhibit booth that my client is wanting, you know, assistance on or whatever, I know, I know who to go and where to go. And I, I've learned from listening to your show, new resources and avenues for that, but um, that's not necessarily my forte, but I appreciate that it's a very big part of this industry. Yeah. Yeah. That, and you make some great points, especially around, you know, if it's not your forte, find who it is, making those right connections, because that's where we get our opportunities is through other people, it's where we can solve problems, especially yeah. we, you know, especially you and I, you know, between us have a lot of years in, in the industry, Yes, know a lot of people, but there's still things that come up where you're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and yes, it's great exactly. to be able to bounce ideas off someone else or be able to turn to that trusted resource that where you know you can get your, your problem solved. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the network that you create in the industry. And obviously, the longer we're in the industry, the more the more expansive our network. And I have trade show people and I have, you know, virtual experts and audiovisual technicians and those areas that I'm weakest in. And they in turn call me for creative food and beverage ideas or programming ideas or, or you know, hotel context, things like that. So... It's so, all about, I think it's all about sharing your knowledge base. Yeah. Well, and that's really what it's all about. It's, it's again, not just making those connections, but making a difference and being there to be able to help others. And because, uh, you know, the more you, you help someone else, at some point you're going to be in that, that situation where you need a little help yourself and, and then people are going to be ready and willing to, to lend a hand and want to want to reach out and help you out. So that's yeah. fantastic stuff. Keeps us humble, right? Yes. Yes. Knowing how to ask for help. It definitely does. It definitely does a little more at times, but you know, and, and at those points, people are like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We understand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we can get embarrassed, but you know what? Everyone goes through those times. We all, we all hit those, those points where we're kind of stuck. And yeah. uh, it, it just is important to, like you said, build that network and, and build those relationships. Yeah. Speaking about embarrassment, that's actually how Meetings Mayhem came about because so many of us have, have fumbled and I, I think, you know, there's lessons to be learned from, from everybody's mistakes and we're bound to make them. Nobody is above, you know, above that capability. So that's how the whole idea for the book came about to begin with because there just seems to be this huge amount of mayhem sometimes with meetings going on. And if, if you're lucky and if you're professional about it, the mayhem is going on behind the scenes. Hopefully your attendees are not aware of it. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But that is really the premise of the whole book I put together. It's just, it was just, I wanted to start collecting all these incredible stories that planners share, you know, usually in the lobby bar when it's all over, sometimes on the airplane, you meet people, things like that. But I, that's how the whole book idea came about. Meetings Mayhem. It's just a very fun collection. I, I try and write with humor, but I tried to also include a learning lesson where, where it was applicable. Not not all of these mistakes 
could be avoided. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. But I did try and include a learning lesson with each story. And just to, to give you an example, I mean, each chapter in this book is its own standalone story. So it's not a book that you have to, you know, it's not a book that you can't put down. Let's put it, let, let me put it that way. Every chapter is a different story. So it's real easy reading. Some are longer than others, but I try and set the scene for the story in the chapter or, you know, was it a convention? Was it a trade show? What was going on? How many people? Things like that. So the reader outside the industry might get a little better grasp on the setup. And then I present the challenge or the mistake or the, the snafu or whatever happened that made it, you know, most challenging. In some chapters, there's multiple things that happened at one particular, you know, meeting or conference. Other chapters, it just focuses on one basic big, you know, aha, that's what's going on, you know, and then I did try and include a learning experience, as I say, where it was applicable. So, yeah, the title in itself just made made memories flood back into my mind <laughs> of things that went wrong and and being under the gun and oh my gosh, everyone's going to be the, the, the doors are opening in five minutes and this right. happened. Yes. So, <laughs> And so it, did you start out with the idea of, I really want to, to create a book or was it after uh, accumulating some of these stories going, wow, this would, might really make a good book? You know, I think it was just having lived through so many of these scenarios myself and, and the fact that I have always been a writer on the side anyway, I do a lot of magazine articles and stories. I have a website. I try and, I try and keep it travel focused and I try and keep it on the lighter side. I think there's so much heavy reading out there to begin with. I, I don't think we need another, <laughs> this is what you need to do to travel right story. You know, I just try and focus on the fun parts or the mistakes I've made or or things like that in my in my blog so i try not to be preachy about things i just try and and share it as a learning experience from my vantage point and all of a sudden i it was probably maybe 10 years ago honestly that i think i had the idea for the book but as i've been very fortunate and worked very hard to get to this point i have a good client base that's kept me very very busy all along so but one day I, I saw a quote from somebody, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but it said something to the effect of writing is not a hobby. If you want to, if, if it's your passion, it shouldn't be a hobby. And I thought, well, there's my aha moment. It's, it is a passion of mine. I love writing. I love reading. I, I read all genres, most genres, but my writing is always focused on the meetings industry and on the travel industry and what I know best, because that's another thing I've, I've learned early on is you write about what you know. And so I started sharing some of these stories that I've been through and people were saying, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You had a group go down on a hay wagon, go free flying down a hill because the horse got disconnected from the wagon because it was spooked by a snake. What? This happened at a meeting? And I'd say, yep, yep, it did. It happened. And, and I lived to tell about it. And my company kept me employed. And, oh. and so I can laugh that about it. Now, is that but, one of the stories in the book? 
it is one of the stories. It's a shorter story in the backside. I didn't I didn't put it as a, a whole chapter story. I probably could write three chapters on that particular experience, but I chose to put it as a short story because in some of these names have to be changed to protect the innocent. You can't yeah. name hotels or companies or, you know, client names, things like that. And but I, I think that's one of the more interesting things. I mean, the book is full of interesting stories, but yeah, that's one of the better ones that's happened to me. Wow, fantastic. So who, who do you who is like the ideal audience for this book? Who did you really write it for? Well, I wrote it for my own industry. Again, they always tell you to, to write about what you know, but I wanted to, in thinking about that, I know people that only read memoirs or only read romance novels or only read science fiction. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting concept for a book for people in our industry who just want to laugh about all the crazy things that we all experience. And I think during the pandemic is when it really hit home to me. We're used to sitting in the lobby bars or we're used to sitting next to people on airplanes where we can trade these stories. And we go from one meeting to the next and we're always talking about the last meeting. And, oh, my gosh, can you believe what happened with that client or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But during the pandemic, we were all locked down. We we had a more difficult time networking and sharing those those experiences. So I thought, well, this is a good time to approach my own industry with this type of a book. But so number one, the audience is from within the industry, I think, because these are all true stories. Everything in the book has happened to someone. I have a real wide variety of submissions from meeting planners and suppliers and entertainers and performers. So I, I have a well-rounded submission of stories. And like I say, some are short, some are long. There's a couple about trade shows in here, maybe maybe in volume two, which I am working on. I'll get some trade show stories from some of your listeners that want to share some, some doozies of what happened while they were building their booth or things like that. Or But yeah, it was important for me not to just have it from a meeting planner standpoint, because there are books out there that are just, here's how you learn how to be a meeting planner or, you know, meeting management 102, 101, 102, event management 101. There's a lot of those types of books. Again, I didn't want to be preachy about this. I just wanted to be truthful. And as I say, I, I try and write with humor. So even the very serious stories in the books, like there's one submitted, from a friend who, this was back before COVID, she had a meeting where Legionnaire's disease broke out and oh. people actually died. I mean, that was a very serious thing. So I had to think twice about including that because I really, I wanted to make sure that every story was entertaining. And it's it's hard to find humor when people are dying at, at your convention, but I think I found an angle to approach that from, and she was very pleased with the way the story came out. And this was obviously years ago because Legionnaires hasn't been around in a while. Who knows if it's going to come back again? Sure. But as you recall, probably, Jim, because you've been in the industry long enough, Legionnaires was a very big thing years ago on cruise lines and in conventions. So, 
Wow. So how many stories are in the I should know the answer to that, shouldn't I? <laughs> I I have there's so there's so many. I've got 22 actual chapters. And then I've got what I call um, a whole collection of very short stories. Some are a paragraph, some are a page and a half. And I call it under the section of this really happened. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of a bonus in the back of the book. And, but there are 22 actual chapters. So it's like I say, it's an easy read. It's about a hundred and it's 196 pages, but that's including the, the, the intros and the recommendations. And I've got a couple of definition pages in the back again, appealing to part of the audience that may not be familiar with you know, with the hospitality industry and know what a trade show is or know what an incentive program is and yeah. things like that. So I, I tried to include some definitions as well. Nice touch. Nice touch. Because yeah. as uh, as you, we know, anyone listening knows we have our own vocabulary and our own jargon. And we do. In the first time you're like, what does that mean? And, and quickly you you, get, you understand it. But from an outsider standpoint, there a lot of this stuff might go right over their head. Yeah. And I, I, and I it was very important to me to include some of those definitions because another target market, which for me is is going well so far, is appealing to the hospitality education programs in the universities. So every time I share this with a university professor, they're like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. It's a real, I mean, again, I can't emphasize this enough. Every story in this book is true. Every single story, every single aspect. We can't make this stuff up, right? We always say this. We cannot make these stories up. So that's wow. the premise of it. And I, I think it's a learning experience. I think it's a fun, you know, collection for for people to enjoy. That's great. That's just fantastic. Now, I've, I was on Amazon and looked at many, many five-star reviews, which is outstanding. One of, the one of the headlines of one of the reviews, which I absolutely loved, was just, I laughed, I cried, I learned. Oh, I which, love that too. <laughs> it was just out. That's just outstanding. The, and I want to let's let's talk about the learned part because the obviously the stories, they're horrific at times and they're funny at times. But to be able to learn something from them, and that's really what what sounds like that makes this book very very special is that it's not just these funny stories, but there's something to be learned from these stories. Was what are some of the the things that that you learned? and some of the lessons that came out of some of these stories that you could share with the listeners? Wow, that's a very interesting question. I, I think the first thing you would learn is that anything can and does happen. And no matter whether you think you're the most professional, most organized planner on the planet, which many of us do think that about ourselves, but then we're always humbled by these challenges or these bumps in the road when that we experience on site sometimes they're due to weather challenges when you have an outdoor event planned sometimes they're due to human error when your shipment doesn't arrive sometimes they're due to referring back to the story i mentioned earlier that happened to me a snake on the side of a mountain <laughs> spooking the horses on my hay wagon that happened to contain all of my executives from my program so could i have thought about there being snakes on the side of the mountain, I guess I now I sure would if I, <laughs> if I were to ever repeat that again, I should also mention that was is a very popular thing to do when you're in a resort 
on the side of a mountain. And, you know, so that was a very common, that is a very common type of an activity to have. So yeah, that was a learning experience for me. Could, like I say, I'm not sure I could have predicted the snakes, but I don't know, maybe I could have. Anyway, so I, I, you know, I think that's, that's the number one lesson uh, or takeaway is that no matter how organized and how detailed you think you are, sometimes things can't be written down. Sometimes things can't be predicted. And a good planner knows how to act on, you know, on her feet, respond quickly and make the best decisions with the options that you're presented because nine times out of 10, there are optional ways to get out of a situation. You can take route A or you can take the crooked path to route B or somebody else might come up with route C. Yeah, yeah. They'll use all the letters of the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. So as a a quick timeout, you had uh, given me some of the top tips in your your responses oh okay. and so if you wanted to go over some of those and that that's where i was kind of heading with the oh yeah with the, I would with love the to. question yeah. yeah and so thank you and if you just want to you know you could say some of the other things i learned yes is... some of the other things i've learned jim as as many of your listeners will probably be nodding their heads as i say this but i i think the key to survival in this industry is flexibility. It's definitely flexibility. You just have to know how to think on your feet and respond on your feet. I think, you know, another thing is always stay truthful and honest with your vendors and your client. Let them know what's going on. I mean, there is a time and place for letting your client know that, and experienced planners know not to approach the client until you at least have a backup plan to also present at the same time. But I just think it's very important not to downplay the seriousness of what may or may not be happening while while in, in real time. And I think another top tip I learned is, is, you know, you can be the author of your own script. We all are very meticulous about scripting out our conferences, our group resumes, building out our trade show the way we want the booth to look or the trade show floor or the flow of, of the people. But when all is said and done, People are going to walk in whatever direction they want to walk in, right? On the trade show floor. You can put all the arrows and stickers and, you know, out there, but they're going to walk in whatever direction they want to walk in. So you, you can only script so much of what's going to go on and, and you just have to be prepared for, to go off script on many occasions. Absolutely. Some Great, great tips there for helping avoid the mayhem or, or keeping it keeping it at a minimum. You know, be flexible. Understand that you can plan for every possible scenario, and something is still going to come up that that just might not be part of your part of your plans. You know, be truthful. I I, I think that is one of the the strongest things that that you have said, and, I, and strongest things that anyone could could bring to their clients is just to be upfront because if you're not telling the truth and you're, you're trying to cover something because a mistake was made, that will come out. That will come exactly. out and then you, now you've lost trust. So I think it's so, so important to yeah. you know, just be upfront. People understand that things happen and that uh, you can't plan for everything, but but you can plan 
you can plan and exactly. have a have a backup plan and 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 all you those can things. think on your feet when when yes. the time when the crisis is presented. Examples of that in the book is chapter seven. It's called "That Time My Stage Floor Caved In Right Before Patty Labelle's." performance. Oh. <laughs> and this was submitted by somebody here in Orlando, Paul Crichton. He's a, a very well-known booker of entertainment and production company with T. Scorman Productions. But this really happened. And it was just real quickly, the background on the story, the, the client wanted Patti LaBelle to appear on a floating stage on the waterfront. And the entire group was being bussed in from the hotel to the waterfront where they were supposed where they were building platforms under the tent to risers for all the attendees to be seated enjoying their dinner you know big tented area with platforms and that's and Paul wasn't building the platforms by the way he was he he provided entertainment but the the real short version of the story is it was pouring down rain that whole day. The client was insisting on doing the outdoor event. The platform was not built to standards. Again, I want to make sure everyone knows Paul Crichton did not have anything to do with the building of this. His his position was pro providing entertainment and he didn't even provide the Patty LaBelle entertainment, although he has since then. But what the point of his story was that in the end, that client just freaked out over everything. There was no way to satisfy her. She was miserable from the time she got on site that day, but didn't even have the foresight to think maybe we should go a different route. It's pouring down rain. Let's keep trying to, you know, and she was awful to everybody. He finally came up very quick on his feet. He came up with plan B. Let's go back to the hotel. The, the floor has sunk. People are being injured, falling. The tables are falling wow. down. Meals can't be served. Let's go back to the hotel. He called the hotel general manager, made it happen, got the buses. And he had nothing to do with that portion of it prior to, you know, no, he had nothing to do with the busing in, et cetera, et cetera. He just was thinking on his feet, how can we salvage this horrible event going on? And he got everybody back to the hotel. He brought his own backup orchestra, which is what he had provided for Patti LaBelle. Of course, she said, no way, I'm not performing. I'm not performing wow. for these people that were going to put me on a, a Titanic. But he salvaged the night. And in the end... His company was the only one that got paid for all of the work that was put into this entire event because he was the one that rose to the occasion, pulled all the elements together between the busing and the client who at that point was almost walking off the job, but he went to the actual owner of the company and said, look, I can try and salvage this. They got pizzas in the ballroom for people to eat. I mean, it was it was a win in the end. And probably the best story that any attendee, you know, has to tell as, as stories become legends down, you know, down yeah. the road. But the point is he got paid, he and his company got paid for their contribution because they did the right thing. Yeah, They tried to, you know, to fix the problem as best they could. 
and they came up with a solution and it worked so reminds me of, uh, of an old quote i think from zig ziglar put your goals in concrete and your plans in sand oh because, i love that because as long as you have that that end goal in mind of we have to entertain these people we've got to feed them we want to give them a good time sometimes you need to change your plans yeah. <laughs> oh that's great yeah fantastic thank you for sharing that story one of many of of mayhem in the book yes so as as we wrap up our time here today okay. why don't you give give people the top one or two takeaways you have from our our discussion i i think from our discussion and and from my experience with putting the book together is that every planner i talked to with that that was sharing their stories was willing to share and even, even though even at their own expense it might have been a, a very embarrassing thing that happened to them maybe it was early in their career and they didn't know any different maybe it was later in their career and they were still willing to say hey i can learn from this so i i think that's very important that we all stay grounded if this is the industry that you choose to remain in and and active in then by all means share your knowledge and i I think that was one of my goals in this book was just sharing our mistakes. Again, you know, there are books out there telling you how to do it right, but there's no book that I found so far that that showed you, well, here's how you can really make tremendous mistakes, but still learn from them. So that was that was important. And I, I always think there's one quote I, I really live by, and it's not the mountains that we conquer, but it's ourselves. And uh, that was something I quote from Sir Edmund Hillary, who we know climbed Mount Everest and doubted himself the whole entire time. And I think many meeting planners, you mentioned earlier in the podcast about right before doors open, that's when the excitement and the energy's there. And then, you know, so many times it's like doors open, but where's the music or what's, you know, where, where's the energy here? Where are the people at the door? Maybe you told them the wrong time for doors open. <laughs> Maybe you open the doors before your exhibitors were ready. All kinds of things happen. So you got to be ready and, and try and be in control of as much as you can, but, but be flexible for those items that, sh that you can't control. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Terry. So where tell people where they can find the book and then tell them how to get in contact with you. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks. The book, I'm very happy to say, is available almost wherever books are sold. It is on a worldwide market now. And I say that proudly. It's available through Barnes & Noble online. It's available through Target online, Walmart online, and of course, of course, Amazon online, which is, I know is everyone um, likes to go to Amazon, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. But more important to me was the bookstore avenue because that is important to a lot of hospitality majors and colleges, a lot of college campuses, the bookstores are, are run by Barnes and Nobles now for, for those people that don't know that. So it was important to me that I got accepted down that path. You can also buy it if you have an independent local bookstore, which I love and support as much as I can. All you have to do is request it. And there is, there is a website online, indiebookstores.org or shopindiebookstores.org. So you can go on there and it very easily shows you how to find your own local bookstore and you can order it through your own local bookstore if you want. So, but Amazon, Target, Barnes and Nobles, wherever books are sold. 
and uh, it's available in paperback and e-format. E so you can get it for your Kindle or your Nook or any e-reader you have. Nice, nice. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? I would be happy to share that. My website is Terry's World Travel, Terry's World Travel. And my email is tml at cfl.rr.com. And I do list those on the Amazon website. You can find that information and in the book as well. And I am collecting stories for volume two. So I'm open for any and all types of stories for, for the next volume. Fantastic. And so anyone who's been listening and going and having those stories uh, go through their head of, oh, I remember when this happened or that happened, maybe you'll make uh, one of Terry's future books. So, yeah. <laughs> so reach out to her. You might and, make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and I will make sure to put all of her contact information in the show notes. So please click on the show notes button and get all that. Terry, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing all this, all the wonderful stories. Jim, this was so much fun for me too. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love listening to your podcast. I always learn and I just think it's a great way to, way to share and mentor in the industry. Oh, thank you so much. And everyone who's listening, continue to come back here on campus to Trace University and keep learning so that you can minimize the mayhem of your meetings <laughs> and your events. And Terry, again, thank you so much for joining. We'll see everybody here on campus next time at Trade Show University. I sure hope you had fun listening to that as much fun as I did during the interview. And if you are getting value out of these episodes, please leave me a rating and review on Apple or now Spotify takes ratings and reviews. So please do that. It's going to help more people learn how to do shows better, how to do events better. And also be sure to subscribe there and get over to tradeshowu.biz and subscribe to the weekly email newsletter. I've got a free gift for you and you're going to get free tips every single week. So thanks so much and we'll see you back here on campus next time at Trade Show University.